Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to bring more chills to the very marrow of your bone with scary stories and spooky supernatural tellings. I have to apologize for my absence the last three weeks. I've been enjoying the summer. Had a little bit of a vacation, but now I'm back and I'm looking forward to the end of summer and the beginning of the fall. And of course, just two months from now, it's Halloween. One of my favorite times of the year, Halloween. I already have a costume picked out. How about you? Oh, and speaking of Halloween, be sure to remember to come and see us in South Alabama at Orange Beach the last weekend of October, Friday and Saturday, right before Halloween, will be CryptoCon, where I will be appearing and signing my books, my scary supernatural stories. I'll be doing a panel, and I'll be there for... uh, Questions and also to display some of my very own haunted dolls. This is taking place at the Wharf, the convention center in Orange Beach, California, or Orange Beach, Alabama. Uh, again, that's Orange Beach, Alabama, the last weekend of October. So get your tickets today at abnormalalabama.com. I went to the theater just two weeks ago and watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the movie I've been uh, advertising to you the last few episodes, and let me tell you, it was worth, it was so worth the ticket to go see that. Please be sure to see it while it's in the theaters, because it's widescreen, and it's spooky, spectacular stories based on the the genre favorite book series scary stories to tell in the dark from the 80s and it does feature characters from those stories and it's a brilliant movie a brilliant way to tell the stories in one movie so be sure to check it out while it's in the theaters right now at a theater near you speaking of scary stories let's get down to the stories I have selected for you today, starting with our first story, which is a, a amazingly creepy little short story called Look at Me. According to the person who shared this story, this is based, or actually is, a real experience. Look at Me, a true scary story. One evening, when I was in my junior year of high school, my mom and dad went out leaving me alone. I had a lot of homework to do, so I spent the whole evening sitting at the desk in my bedroom. My parents left the house around 6 p.m. While I was doing my homework, I put on my headphones and listened to loud music. There was a big storm that night, and my desk was facing the window so I could see the rain and the lightning outside. 
I loved the lightning, how it would slice across the sky and light up the nighttime, illuminating the trees and shadows. My parents got back around 11 p.m. When I saw their car drive up, I took off the headphones. As soon as my mom opened the front door and came inside, I heard her shout my name. What on earth is ha- has happened in here? She demanded in an angry voice. Quite confused, I ran downstairs and found my mom standing in the hallway with a furious look on her face. She pointed at the floor and yelled, Was this you? I looked down and saw that the carpet was covered in muddy footprints. I have no idea how these got got there, I said. I spent the whole night at my desk doing my homework. I have not even been outside, not even out of my room. I watched as the look on her face changed from anger to confusion and then to fear. We both realized it at the same time. Someone else must have been in the house. We followed the trail of footprints trying to make sense of the whole situation. They started at the back door, which we usually left unlocked. Then we noticed something else. The footprints started at the back door, but there was no trail of footprints leaving through the back door. All of a sudden, we hear something loud, a pounding noise that echoed throughout the house. Then the sound of the front door being wrenched open and slammed shut again. We all ran into the garage and locked the door behind us. My mom took out her cell phone and called the police. Please, please come quickly, she shouted. Someone's in our house. After what seemed like hours, but was probably just a short moment later, a patrol car arrived with two police officers, one male and a female. The female officer stayed with us in the garage while her partner went through the house, searching room by room. When he came back, the officer told us that there was no one in the house and it was safe to go back in. As we were all breathing a sigh of relief, the officer asked, "Uh, Whose bedroom is upstairs on the left? My parents looked over at me. That's my bedroom, I told the officer. He asked us to follow him, and we walked through the house. As we walked, we could see the trail of muddy footprints leading from the back door, through the living room, 
through the hallway, up the stairs, into my parents' bedroom, and then towards my room. The muddy footprints stopped at my doorway. The officer pointed at my door, which had been open the whole night. Scrawled on the door in black marker was the following. 847, I see you. 853, you forgot to lock the back door. 859, you seem focused. 924, turn around. 947 Look at me 1015 Look at me 1037 Look at me 1049 Look at me For more than two hours someone had been standing in my doorway watching me To this day, I still shudder to think what would have happened if I had turned around. Oh, that's going to make me have the willies next time I'm in front of my computer and hear even the slightest noise coming from behind me. To think that person stood there for a couple of hours quietly scrawling messages on that door and that boy with his back turned had no idea that just just feet away was a terrifying intruder I love those spooky home alone stories they always give me the creeps especially when I'm alone in my house Before I get to the next story, I wanted to advertise another movie that I saw this past week. It's called The Blackwell Ghost, and it's an amazing documentary-style movie about an amateur ghost hunter who, after watching some found footage online on YouTube of ghost encounters, he decides to try to have one of his own, so... He ventures to a haunted house where he's invited by the owner to spend a few nights. And there he documents his terrifying encounter with the Blackwell Ghost. Be sure to check that out. You can find it on Amazon Digital where you can rent or buy. And it's worth a watch, I tell you. If you like it, there's also the Blackwell Ghost and the the, the Blackwell Ghost Part 2 and The Blackwell Ghost Part 3. I've watched all three of the movies, and they are pretty, pretty good, pretty creepy movies. Really wonderful, and leaves you guessing, are these real, or are they fake? So be sure to check those out. The Blackwell Ghost, The Blackwell Ghost 2, and The Blackwell Ghost 3. Now, moving on to our next story. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, the 
movie and the book series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, I now give to you a story from that collection. It's a classic, classic ghost story, and it's called Cold as Clay. There was once a wealthy farmer who had a beautiful young daughter. He cared for her more than anything on earth and called her his heart's delight. Many young men came to visit her and asked for her hand in marriage, but she was not interested in any of them. Then one day she met a boy who worked in the stables and she fell head over heels in love with this boy. Now the boy came from a poor family and the farmer did not think he was a good enough match for his lovely daughter, his heart's delight. So to keep them apart, the farmer sent his daughter to live with her uncle who had a farm of his own about 50 miles away. After the girl left, the boy fell into a deep depression. Trying to forget forget about his lost love, he took a job as a sailor and went away to sea. On the voyage, the young man got sick and gradually wasted away. When he died, everyone said it was of a broken heart. When the farmer learned of the poor boy's fate, he felt so guilty that he could not bring himself to tell his daughter the terrible news. So unaware of her lover's sad end, the girl continued to dream about the bright future that they would have together someday, spending their lives together growing old. A year passed, and one dark night, there was a knock on her uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, she found her lover standing there, holding the reins of a pale white horse. So white was this horse that it shined just as bright as the full moon above. Your father asked me to come and get you, he said. Uh, Is there anything wrong? asked the girl. You'll see when we get there, he replied. She quickly packed some clothes and together they rode off into the night. She sat behind him on the horse, her arms clutched tightly around his waist. The moon is bright and death is riding with us, he said in a spooky voice. Are you not afraid, my love? I am not afraid because I am with you, she replied. The boy complained of a headache. She put her hand on his forehead. Why, you're as cold as clay, she said. I hope you're not ill. 
The girl was wearing a handkerchief around her neck, so she pulled it off and tied it around her lover's head to try to warm him up a little bit. They rode through the night, and before long, they reached the farm. The girl quickly got down from the horse and knocked on her father's door. She heard his voice inside. Who's there? he demanded. Well, it's your daughter, she replied. Didn't you send for me? No, I certainly did not, said her father as he opened the door. She turned to her lover, but he was gone, and so was the horse. She and her father went into the stables and found the horse in a cold sweat and trembling with fear. But there was absolutely no sign of the boy. Now cowering in terror, her father finally broke down and told her the truth about her boyfriend's death. She was mortified and sad. They went to see the boy's parents and decided to open his grave so that she could see him. When they lifted the lid of the coffin and peered in at his corpse, they saw that tied around his head was the girl's handkerchief. A nice, scary, ghostly traveler story. We've had many of those over the years, in fact, over the decades, maybe even over the centuries. We've had all kinds of spooky traveler and hitchhiker stories. And that's another great one to add to your collection. A truly spooky story. And now it looks like we have time for one more story. One last story to add here. Another great one. This one also from the collection of scary stories to tell in the dark. In some places it's known as, Where's My Liver? But in our collection, we call this little tale of the macabre, Just Delicious. Just Delicious. There was a man who loved to eat. Every day, he would go home at noon from work to eat lunch with his wife. The man was not a very good husband. He was sort of mean, bad-tempered. Actually, he was an overbearing bully, and his wife was terrified of him. She was a shy, timid woman who did everything he asked. If she didn't, he would often beat her. One day on his way home for lunch, the man stopped at the butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He came home and gave it to his wife and asked her to cook it for dinner that night. His wife had prepared a nice cold pasta dish for lunch, so he sat down to eat. While the man ate his lunch, his wife told him that a rich old woman in town 
had died and her body had been brought to the church next door. The man was not interested in what she had to say, really, but he was enjoying his plate of cold ravioli so much, which he washed down with a nice glass of wine, that he didn't mind listening to her and didn't once stop eating long enough to tell her to shut up. Finally, though, he finished his meal and told her, Enough. I've got to get back to work. That evening, the wife began preparing for dinner. She put out the, the liver that her husband had brought home and she seasoned it and cooked it slowly in a pot with vegetables and broth. After a while, she lifted the lid and the liver looked like it was done. So she cut off a small piece and popped it in her mouth. It was just delicious. Just delicious. The flavors were rich and vibrant, seasoned beautifully. She thought it was the best meal she had ever made. She tasted another piece. Oh, so good. Just delicious. And she took another and another. It was so good. So just delicious. That she couldn't stop herself. And before she knew it, the pot was empty. Oh boy. She then thought of her husband and began to panic. After all, he had picked up this liver for his dinner, and he would be coming home soon. What would he do when he found out that she had eaten all of the liver that he was so waiting to enjoy for his dinner? He was not the type of man who would understand or forgive, not easily. He would be very angry and she remembered the beatings he had given her before. No, she did not want to face that again. But where, where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day? It was then that she remembered the rich old woman who was lying alone in the church next door lying in an open coffin, waiting to be buried. Later that evening, after finishing his meal, her husband got up from the table, patted his belly and said, that liver was just delicious. In fact, he had never had a better dinner the salad with a drizzle of olive oil, and just the right amount of garlic and vinegar, the fresh garlic bread, and the tastiest, most tender liver that almost melted in his mouth. He looked at his wife. Aren't you going to have some? he asked. She looked a little bit skittish. Um, no... I'm not hungry. You go ahead and finish it. That night, his belly full, 
he and his wife went to bed. The man had fallen asleep, but the wife was lying in the darkness, unable to close her eyes. All she could think about was what she had done. Just then, she thought she heard a voice in the distance. My liver, it said. It sounded like the voice of an old woman. Gradually, it came closer. I want my liver, it said. Who has my liver? The wife listened. Was it just her imagination? Was she dreaming? The cry came again and again, piercing and terrible. Give me back my liver, it said. Give me back my liver. No, 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 she whispered. I, I don't have it. I don't have your liver. Now the voice was suddenly right next to her. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has my liver? The wife was trembling with fear, icy fear up and down her spine. With a hand shaking, quaking with terror, she pointed to her husband and said, He does. Suddenly, the wife awoke in a cold sweat. She was so frightened she could barely breathe. She couldn't stand the strain any longer and shook her husband. When he woke up, she confessed to everything. She told him how she had eaten the liver that he had bought and brought home for her to cook. She told him how she had crept into the church next door after accidentally eating all of his liver. She told him how she had split open the belly of the corpse of that old woman, deftly cut out her liver, and brought it home to cook it. Her description was so vivid that her husband could almost see it happening before his eyes. As he listened, he grew more and more angry. Then she told him about the ghostly voice she had heard, and he grew more and more fearful. This man was terrified of ghosts. Nothing much else in life scared him, but he definitely did not want to deal with ghosts. I'm the one who ate the liver, he said. That means she will be coming for me to wreck her vengeance. He got out of bed and without a word, he went downstairs. His wife sat in bed wondering 
what he was going to do. A few minutes later, she heard his footsteps coming up the stairs, booming, booming, booming. And then he appeared in the doorway. When he appeared, she saw he was holding a shiny knife in his hand. She screamed and screamed into the night. Later that evening, the husband crept into the church next door. He approached the open coffin and placed a fresh new liver in the belly of the corpse of that old woman. Then he went home and climbed into bed. His sleep was never disturbed again, and nobody ever again saw his wife. Just delicious. Quite the macabre little story, isn't it? Well, that comes to the end of our program for this time. I thank you so much for taking out your time to spend a little while with me while I share some of my favorite macabre, just delicious, scary stories. I hope you tune back in. Soon enough, I'll have another episode posted. I promise I won't wait that long to post another episode, so just bear with me and don't leave. Don't leave me. I want you here to hear my scary, terrifying tales of the supernatural and the macabre and the wonderful urban legends that exist around us. So, in the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening. Enjoy yourself. Watch out for those ghosts, but by all means, have a happy haunting. (laughs) 